Welcome to Emerge, the health podcast for busy, high-performing women. Each week, we feature interviews, information, and inspiration that will motivate you to transform from overwhelmed, overworked, and overweight to vibrant, energetic, and on fire. My name is Dr. Alex Swenson-Ridley, selfless syndrome expert, board-certified women's health coach, and alternative medicine practitioner, wife, mom, and entrepreneur. I specialize in health for busy and driven women. Listen weekly as I share the tools, perspective, and knowledge you need to lose weight, boost your energy, and fall in love with yourself so that you can serve the world with an even bigger impact. Hello, welcome back to Emerge, the health podcast for busy, high-performing women. I'm your host, Dr. Alex Swenson-Ridley, and today I am joined by Amy Rizek, who is a people and uh, connection strategist is what I'm going to call it. She thinks that that's the secret sauce to any successful business. And I would argue any successful woman relationship, (laughs) functional person, (laughs) but she's, you know, an expert at really building successful relationships, whether it's in your career or with those around you or with yourself. And she's also got a fairly interesting health story in her own journey of, you know, how she's evolved in her own life and career and direction. So Amy, I'm excited to have you on the show. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So as I, I always start with, because I find there's so many interesting women in the world and it's always fun to hear about them. It's just, you know, hearing a little of your background and how you got into doing what it is that you do today. Because I know you do a lot virtually now with, you know, running your own business, helping people build relationships. Yeah, I know. I uh, You hit a really good point there of how many women are just amazing out there. And I have to tell you that when I started my journey uh, to entrepreneurship and running my own business, that was one of the things that jumped out at me is how many amazing women are out there doing some amazing things. Um, My journey started a long time ago. I was a psychology major, was not going to counsel, so I had no idea what I was going to do with my life, Um, fell into the job of sales. I needed a job. Somebody said, this is a good company. So I applied for something called inside sales that I did not know what that was at the time. Uh, I also had no background in what I was selling either. So I kind of just took a leap and they hired me and I was dialing for dollars uh, my first year there. However, I quickly found within the next like couple months of being there that I really actually loved it. And it was because I was connecting with people and solving problems for them and figuring out how we could partner together. They needed a product, whether it was ours or the competitors, but then trying to figure out what made us stand apart and all those things. So really started to love it. And within about a year, they moved me, transitioned me out to outside sales. So I had about eight states that I covered for 17 years. So I was on a plane a lot doing the song and dance and the conferences and the meetings and the happy hours and all the things and um, really just started getting burnt out with a couple different things. One, uh, how the last company I was with, I was with around three companies in that 17 years, how they were managed and their uh, where they were going within their next, you know, five to 10 years. Mm-hmm. And then really being bored. Uh, not really being challenged anymore was in the day-to-day. I was making money, but I was also on a plane all the time and exhausted and nothing was new. Uh, And so it just was a time to really reevaluate and see what was going on. And then I did that and I jumped out of that and I went into a different 
kind of realm with corporate still within what I was selling, where I came from. Did not love that, <laughs> but it was a transition side for me. So I was transitioning through and then my whole world fell apart. My mom and my stepdad lived in Arizona. They were retired. I'm an only child. And within 10 months, I lost both my stepdad and my mom. My stepdad had all of a sudden had um, a brain tumor and was gone within about two months. And my mom had battled uterine cancer for five years. And so she was already doing chemo and all the things. And so by the time I went down there to help her with my stepdad's arrangements, she was very sick. So they, a week later, put her in hospice. So I actually moved down to Arizona for about six months and lived with her and took care of her and really took a step back in my life of, okay, let's, let's now start reevaluating what's important. Um, it's not the money coming in. So I need to, to figure it out. And it gave me enough time to really start putting pen to paper on what I was passionate about. I knew I loved the art of sales. And I knew I loved connecting with people and communicating with people. I also knew I loved corporate. I do really have a passion for corporate. I would tell you I'm not a natural entrepreneur. Don't love a lot of it that that goes on behind the scenes. I really do have a passion for corporate. So how to interweave that was a challenge and, and learning curve. And then the last thing that I had always kind of experimented with and was just interested in with the way I sold was nonverbal communication. So I knew that if I was going to build something that went back into corporate for trainings and things like that, that it would need to not be fluffy, but need to have some weight. So I got certified by a company actually out of Oregon, that that's all they do are um, scientific studies around nonverbal communication in humans. So I did about a 10 month course and then got certified and then put all that together uh, with my knowledge and the the years that I had in in the sales industry and boots on the ground and thought, okay, what was I really, really missing when I was in corporate? It was always the training. It was always amazing to come together, you know, quarterly, yearly for conferences, those types of things and get the team together and do all the fun things. But then when we sat in the boardroom for eight hours a day and the training was the same training for 17 years because your sales VP doesn't have the bandwidth to figure out what they need to train on. Um, that's not really their expertise and it probably maybe not should be what they're doing just because they also are the ones that are asking you for numbers. So there's kind of a conflict there on trust. So all those things. And I thought, ah, that's what I love. And that's what was missing. So that's what I created about three years ago. And that's what I do now. It's a really long answer. <laughs> no, that's good. But there's so much that I find you know, interesting and relevant in, in the story you shared, just because I know so many women who listen to this show are maybe in this place of transition or, you know, they're mm-hmm. at the point where you started where like not necessarily bored, but like not really enthused and impassioned by their career or their, you know, what they've been doing or like there's pieces that they know that they love, but they can't figure out how to put mm-hmm. them all together. Right. This is something I actually coach quite a few women on, um, you know, does that kind of transition into another career? So it's it's interesting to me just to hear, you know, how you, how you were able to do that and and look at that, and mm-hmm. you know, also the like a lot of us have an event or something that happens where we recognize mm-hmm. like, and this is not 
like this is not the thing this is not what's important and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sorry to hear about your mom and your stepdad but thank you yeah it's um yeah they're triggers I feel like within our life they kind of yeah. set us on those courses mm-hmm. and we can either pick it up or we can put it down for a while you know our choice within our space of how we're doing that and it really just did give me the, the space and the time to to really focus on okay what, what do I, what's my next chapter here? And you had a really good point. That transition is not easy. I stumbled like everybody else does through that transition. There are days today still that I'm like, what am I doing? You know, that imposter syndrome seeks in really easily. And it's like, who, why, why would this company call me? You know, I'm sitting in my house in, in Colorado. Like, why, why am I the one that they call? Like, I don't have the expertise, right? So you, those things really do come into play. And, and those are things that you have to, for me, it helps keeping kind of the, the 50,000 foot level of stuff mm-hmm. in my head instead of the granular. Because if I get too specific, then I get all over the place. So it's like, no, you have all this history that I just, yeah. you know, stated that makes it okay to do that. And you are the expert in the room with that. And you can own that and fall forward a lot, a lot. I did my first year <laughs> constantly. <laughs> what do yeah. I want to create? What is my... You know, what am I offering? Do I need to offer this? No. Do I need to offer this? Maybe. I mean, it really was a a transition of finding where my Yeah. A fine tuning and, and creativity. You just uh, made me remember, I did an, an interview with a woman who the question she always asks is instead of why me, it's why not me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, awesome. so great. <laughs> yes. Badass woman. So yeah, yes. all of you listening who can relate like, and we all do this, you know, I deal with imposter syndrome and questioning myself and I have like 15 extra certifications that I definitely don't need <laughs> just because, <laughs> and part, because. Of it, you know, part of it's that I love to learn. And I know we have lifelong learners on here and stuff too, and that's fine, but it's when you're doing it for the wrong reasons, mm-hmm. it's yep. an issue. Yep. So I love that question. Why not me? So, you know, getting into that and just, um, I'm really curious kind of what your recommendation or thoughts are in this whole communication piece, because connection with other people is especially after 2020, like something we're lacking mm-hmm. and I feel like something we're forgetting how to do. So how to do, right? maybe we can dive into that. And, you know, I know you talk in, in the corporate world and many of our listeners are in that world themselves or have come from it or something, but so I think it can relate in whatever context, but what are some of the issues that you see with communication or like the things that are missing in our communication that if we had would make that go better <laughs> Let's mm-hmm. it that way? Oh boy, that's such a big question. Um, I think one and maybe it's not what's missing, but it's what is kind of out there right now is that we're all exhausted. Yeah. Uh, I think we're tired, right? Everyone's on virtual a lot of times now. And so the less virtual that you can have, the better mm-hmm. <laughs> um, in some in some regards, because it, it is tiring. And there's, there's a lot of nonverbal communication that happens with that that actually triggers that exhaustion, which is kind of interesting. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that one of the things is, to really start strategically putting it into play. we That's one of those things that we don't give our, ourselves enough room for. So everything else comes first. We were talking before we were recording around kind of that, that balance or teeter-totter of you have you know home life and business and, and post friends and all the things. But within that structure, 
the networking needs to be done, the reaching out, the communicating, whether it's with team members or whether it's, you know, if you're growing a business outside of that or um, how you're connecting with those people. And it used to be before stuff kind of changed within 2020 was that we would a lot of times put that in our progressive cadence, right? So we would go to networking events or we'd go to different meetings or we'd do all the things and check the boxes with that. And then that all stopped uh, and, you know, when life changed. And so now trying to get back into that seems like a huge lift because we haven't been doing it for a while. And now there's so many pieces of like, well, my plates are 100% full. I'm tired on top of that. And then how do I do this again? Because <laughs> yeah. it's not, you know, we kind of fell out of practice. It's not something that we we do. And I, I, I am guilty of this. I rolled it way back. And my way of going around networking and meeting new people now is that if I have someone that reaches out on me at LinkedIn, for example, um, that I don't know that we need to set up a meeting and just do a conversation, I will do virtual first and then I will meet in person. So I've rolled it back to where my time management fits me a little bit better, yeah. uh, but it's strategic for me and it helps along the way. Uh, and then if things are great and we want to move forward and want to connect, then we'll grab coffee or drink or, you know, something. And then just being really strategic about it. I think prior to, we were kind of running around all over the place thinking that we needed to connect with the whole world. And now we can really roll that back and, and be strategic and mindful of, of who we are interacting with and why um but yeah that interaction is a little rusty <laughs> yeah. per se when we're when we're meeting people so giving yourself a lot of grace around that but also prepping yourself and remembering that it's it's you're sharpening your pencil again on a learned behavior that you haven't done in a while so mm-hmm. you know putting that back into practice and making sure that you have you know questions prepared not just what do you do and who are you and what's your name but you know some authentic things and, and remembering to do. Yeah, I think that's really important. And I know I've struggled with this and talked about this a little bit on the show. Well, maybe not that much actually, but like I just recently um, at the beginning of the summer went hundred percent virtual. So I no longer have an office space. And because I spent so much time at the office, that was like my social time, right? So mm-hmm. I'm friends with my patients and this is when <laughs> I was still doing chiropractic stuff. And like, that's how I got my social time in not like I don't also have friends but like it was very you know they're all busy too we didn't see each other as much and since I've come home it's I'm much more aware of like oh I actually have to try to you know be intentional about getting out to see people and like maybe meet some new people (laughs) that are like how do I do this again but also for women in particular this is actually how we process stress and I think so many of us have lost that um outlet or we don't make time for it because it feels like we don't have time for ourselves since we've, we've talked about, but we don't do so much the fight or flight thing, but we do more attend and befriend. So we need to make sure everybody's okay in our, like, you know, in our okay. flock, whatever that is, furry and human. And I know you have furry hands, mm-hmm. furry kids too, mine's walking in the background. And then <laughs> we need to just sit down like with a coffee or tea or a cup, glass of wine or whatever your, your thing is and talk. Like we have to talk mm-hmm. about and husbands aren't always good at this because they expect, right. to, you know, they, they, they think we need an answer. And we're like, no, we just need you to listen. Right. We don't need you to solve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember when I told my husband that he's like, Pour the wine. Say. I'm like, you don't have to say anything. Just listen don't to say me. anything. Right. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think that's really, you know, valuable to just be talking about and thinking about this again, especially as we like, go back into the world. <laughs> so, yes. 
huge. You're you're completely right. We take care of everything else and then think we don't, you know, because we time management's huge and we don't have enough time for it. And then we're tired and all the things. And um, there was something I just read recently that stated you're not overworked or tired because of all the things you're doing. You're overworked and tired because of the things you're not doing, because you don't have enough joy and things that you truly love and connecting with in your life. And that's so true. I don't know about any of your listeners or you, but I tend to, if I have not done anything for myself connected on a level with grabbing coffee or going for a walk with a friend or doing whatever that is for you, then I completely am exhausted. Yeah. And it's not a tired, like, oh, I'm just, I need to take a nap. It's a, I just have no, nothing to give. And so I think replenishing that is really important. And women, women give it out freely. Uh, And it's really hard for us sometimes to to do that. Yeah. Again, we, this keeps coming up. Um, I've done a couple interviews today and it's like, I call it selfless syndrome where we give and give and give to everybody else, but we don't make time for ourselves. And it's not like being selfless is a bad thing, but we have to refill our cup. Otherwise what we get, like we don't have anything to get. There's nothing left. Mm -hmm. So that's all very important. Yeah. So and I've been looking at this, like, A, it sounds like we need to just get out there again, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Engage yeah. in these relationships. And then, you know, being sure that we're filling our cups so we're not tired and better communication comes from that place of, you know, being almost like being our authentic selves, I would say. Mm-hmm. And being able to, and I was also just thinking on like the hierarchy of relationships, because I talk about this with um, a few women that I coach. It's like, they have lots of people who want to be their friend, but they don't necessarily mm-hmm. put themselves out there like that. Yeah. Um, yep. And, you know, we, we might have like the one or two people that we can just let our hair down and, and be ourselves with. And I think it's important to find those relationships, but if you don't have them or, you know, some of them, like those people have passed away and recently or moved away, or, you know, for some reason they're, they're not present anymore. Like, do you have any thoughts on how you actually go find like those really authentic raw, real mm. relationships. I mean, sometimes like people just have to be put in your life, but I'm just curious what your ideas are there. Yeah, I agree with you. I am also very particular um, with my time and my friends and who my friends are and and what time bandwidth I'll give to that. Um, mm. And I am guilty also of not giving enough to that space. I think uh, there's so many great groups now out there and again I think it's back to you kind of just do have to out so trying new things trying new groups trying new events going to places though that you're passionate and love if you're an artist and you love that put yourself in the center of that and that's that's where you're going to find your people um but the other thing I was thinking about when you were talking about that and giving ourselves enough time to do that I have a tendency to, you know, this is that kind of new year thing too, right? So you're like, I'm just going to be a better human all the way around. Come January 1, every single year, <laughs> it lasts like a hot minute. Um, but you're, you're writing out this book of all these things and all these different um, check marks and checklists and things that you're going to do every single day now going forward. And um, it's just, it, then you like overwhelm yourself and you just, and so you just go right back to, doing what you've always been doing. It doesn't really work that way. But I think that if you can block it, do one thing, one thing a month, 
to, to help you start that. I think it's, it's bite-sized, so it helps you enough, but then also tangible. So you can actually meet that goal and do it and don't put it off, you know, so not, you know, well, five o'clock on Friday, you know, I'm going to meet up with the girls to, to grab happy hour. And then something happens during the week. You're like, oh my gosh, I'm just, I don't really know if I can do this. That's, it's kind of like, you know, working out. It's just like, you yeah. just do it, right? You just go do it. Five second rule. If anybody listens to um, Mel Brown or yeah, Mel Brown. Mm-hmm. So it's just, I think, uh, not Mel, Mel Robbins. Sorry. I was like, <laughs> who is that? Um, but I think that I was getting Brene Brown and her, gotcha. and her yeah. but I think that, um, but the other great thing that you can do that I just was listening to someone that they did is that they have um, a group of close friends. So if you do have a group or even one that you want to do this with and start this with is start a list of restaurants or coffee shops that you haven't been to yet. Either one of you has not been to put it in a little jar and then once a month go, once a month go experience a new space with that. With that friend. I think that's a great way to do that. I actually presented it to my husband and I was like, we need to do we need to have date night once a month where neither one of us has gone to this restaurant. We just pick it out of the jar and we go. I really like that idea. That and yeah. thing. this is something that I'm, well, before 2020 was good at and now we need to get back to, but having a set date night and, you know, yeah. that way, if you've got smaller kids, like you already know you need a sitter and you can just schedule them out because you've got it planned and it's set in stone and like nothing else can come up and, um, you know, but all these relationships and also setting a date with yourself, mm-hmm. like all of these things, and it doesn't have to be a lot. Like we can all find one day a month or we can make yeah. time for all these things, but there's so much benefit that comes to us from a health perspective and cultivating relationships in this way. And you can do it at work. You can do it at home. Like they're all important. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 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 No, I agree. hundred percent. I'm really enjoying this conversation because we haven't talked about this actually much on the show. So I'm really <laughs> excited that you're here. Um, okay. It's really, really great. So, you know, I think also like we're talking about a willingness to put yourself out there. And mm-hmm. so it's not, I just had a conversation with somebody around, you know, moving beyond like what other people think and worrying so much about kind of the external things and really just connecting with ourselves intrinsically. And I think relationship is another place where we, have to be willing to do that. And it's easier said than done for sure. But, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, a hundred percent. It's that authenticity that really comes out and that we tend to, I think, especially with the transition to everyone being virtual too, that's hard. We have to put into practice to show. That. So when we're in person, we tend to just naturally show that a little bit more with uh, the way we walk in the way that we smile at someone or the way that we um, tilt our head a little bit when we're talking. Those are all very natural things that we do that are authentic to us and people can read that. It's a lot harder to do that in virtual. So I think that we are then kind of trapped a little bit in, in figuring out how do we do that again, you know, around people in public <laughs> when we're actually attending some things or doing, starting to go out again. Uh, that, that's an adjustment to because we're we've been really safe I guess this would be the word I I would use you know with our even myself with our um, you know comfortable clothes on at home and just all the things and now we have to go back out and you're like oh 
this is this is a lot. So I think that transition is really difficult. And going back to, all right, whether what is there maybe one thing that I can do that I would feel good about if I attend this network, or if I go to coffee with, you know, all those things, giving yourself the grace, but also recognizing you are pretty amazing in who you are. That didn't change in the last year and a half. And take one of those things that you love about yourself and think about that when you're going in. Those are- yeah, I love that. And just having, and it almost goes to like gratitude for yourself or mm-hmm. you know, it's a positive affirmation in some way and all mm-hmm. that's important. And you brought up what I think is an important point, but as I'm sitting here in my leggings and my nice shirt. Like, oh yeah, I have, I have shorts and pennies on and a, and a dress shirt. Sure, yeah, you know, there's there's ways that we can, you know, present ourselves on, on camera, but I think it's important, like I, the last couple months have, especially since I went 100% virtual, like I change out of the sweatpants, <laughs> like leggings are comfortable, that's fine, and I can make it look nice, but I, especially days where I actually work or like I'm interacting with clients or heaven forbid going to town <laughs> like mm-hmm. I'm a little out of town so you know I actually like do my hair and yeah. like get dressed dressed for real like I would when going to work and I think that's there's so much in, not like it really it's an external thing but I think there's also something that happens internally for us when we you know take the time to like mm-hmm. do something with, that we feel good about right and, mm-hmm. and so that's where like get dressed yeah. maybe so I'll yeah. just, <laughs> yeah. Um, self-care is self-love, right? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like self-care truly is self-love. Like you're giving yourself the time, the space, you know, that even it's weird. Cause I was like, how did we get anything done prior to virtual during our days? Because we got, you know, fully ready, went to work, you know, from eight to five, came home, did all the stuff, cooked dinner, did all like, how did we do that? <laughs> I don't even you know, from being from, you know, now I get out of bed if I don't, if I'm not on camera at all, you know, grab my coffee, slowly have a morning, maybe shower at like 10. Like it really is a different, different, different world. Yeah. And so if you let it get away from you too much, then it's, it, it again, kind of bogs down that mindset of, of who you are and what, what values you do bring to the yeah. table because there are a lot. Yeah. And I think that brings up um, something we were talking about before we hit record too. And that was, you were sharing, like feeling like you weren't getting anything done, you know, yes. that was important today. And I, I think this is a valuable conversation to have too, because I've had those days where it's like, nothing's going the way it's supposed to. And all the things I wanted to get done aren't happening and like, yada, yada, yada. And we can go down this whole rabbit trail of just like, judging ourselves and feeling guilty and, and all this stuff. And I think you shared something that all you can just kind of talk about your experience today. But I was like, that's really good. Like reconnecting to, okay, what am I actually doing today? Right. <laughs> right. I, yeah. I think we forget that because in our mind, we think, okay, this is how the day is going to go. This is my agenda. This is my checklist. And it always usually pertains to work. Maybe on the weekend, it pertains to house stuff that's going on or family. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I think to that balancing act of, more of a teeter-totter. I don't know if any of your listeners listen also to Simon Sinek, but he has a great talk around how balance is not a thing, but the teeter-totter really is the effect that we're going for. So you don't necessarily have to have everything balanced. Just you're, you know, one side that might be a little heavier than the other some days. And that's exactly what was happening today. You know, I was running around. We have four little furry um, kids in the house. One is 
um, kind of in rehab mode. So we're having to do some extra stuff there. And it just takes a little time. I'm sure a lot of your listeners have kids. They get it, right? It takes time in the morning to like do all the things. And it feels like, oh my gosh, it's nine o'clock. And one, I haven't done anything, quote unquote, and two, my day's gone. Feels like already. Um, and that's exactly how today was this morning. And then I went out to an appointment and I was talking to her about it. And I was like, yeah, I just feel like I haven't gotten anything done today. Nothing at all. And then if I stopped to think about it, I would think, oh, actually, you know, we let, we did all the stuff with the dog that we needed to. I got some of the emails out that I needed to. I'm recording a podcast today and I have a proposal that's going out the door today. Just that's the job stuff. That's enough for one day. Uh, if the balance and the teeter-totter is weighed more towards personal today, and that's okay. But allowing ourselves the permission say that's okay is a different thing, right? And having to check in constantly, I have to check in constantly to say, yep, that's an okay thing today. It's completely fine. Um, The other thing that I think too is valuable is writing down instead of, you know, we always write down our, our, it's on a calendar or whatever preference it is for you guys, but um, of what your, what your day to day, right? So what you're going to get done today, it might be that you need to call five people or you're doing this or you have a dentist, all those things. But then I think it's really valuable to take the time to write down what did you accomplish? So yeah. in a separate checklist, what are what were your accomplishments today? And you can do that by noon <laughs> as a huge win instead of at the end of the day where you're like, oh my gosh, I'm just so frustrated. I don't have time for that. And now the kids are home or I have to cook dinner. You know, everything kind of gets away from you. Do it in the middle of the day. What, what have you gotten done in the last hour? And it's surprising yeah. when you stop to think about it and put pen to paper how much you actually get done. And you're hitting on a really common trait among us overachieving high performers, which is, you know, we don't acknowledge anything. And I've been super guilty of this. And when you, like you said, you know, sit down and actually just go back and look at it. It's often surprising. And you're like, okay, maybe I should stop, you know, holding myself, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever it is. And there's also, it's also okay to stop. Like you don't have to do everything in one day. And I think right. so many of us forget that. And especially us in the entrepreneurial world, it's like, well, no, I need to do this and this and this and this and this. Mm-hmm. And I found one of the biggest impact things that um, has really helped me is I learned, I don't know if you've heard of, uh, his name's Craig Ballantine. He's a Canadian mm-hmm. guy, but he has this system called early to rise. It's not about getting up at 5am. It's not about like, being a morning person or any of that. It's just like the first hour that you're up, you do like the most one, two, maybe three important things for your day. And when those are done, like the, the few times and I I'm getting better at it again, but like when I've actually committed to doing it, I finished my work day by like noon and I didn't start until 10, (laughs) but when you're you're really, you know, just focused and like, these are the most important things I have to do today and you get them done. It's like, Oh, okay, well, I can yeah. take the day for self-care or I could do some more work if I want to, or I could, you know, the fact that my kid didn't, my kid did not go to school today in his home. And the fact that he's here, like, doesn't have to stress me out. <laughs> right. I have time to play games with him at the Dude, end. Of the yeah. Whatever. So yeah. Um, if anyone wants to check that out, I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes, but yeah, it's um, just making that shift to, because I think so many of us make lists 
And then women that I talk to are like, well, I do all the stuff that's not really important just so I can check the list off. And Mm -hmm. if you train yourself to just do those one or two things that really, truly matter, will make the biggest difference in your day and your relationship and your job and your business and do those first, it makes a huge impact. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you. I think too. um, (laughs) Oh, sure. (laughs) I think too. um, you know, I'm 44. And so I, I think too, the, it's interesting with my kind of generation or my age of women that I see who still are doing the, the quote unquote balancing of everything. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's, I feel like, um, the, the women around me, we all grew up in this, this, we literally can do everything. We can, we can, <laughs> we can, we can have a career, not just a job. We can have a career, um, be super successful at that. We can, have a family we can own a house we can travel around the world we I mean we literally can do it all and I and we can <laughs> but it goes back to that teeter-totter again of of what's going to give some days and then what's going to rise and really just letting that come into play a lot more and being okay with that and I I think that it in my growing up in my career that no one talked about that everyone just talked about how we we're doing it all and and how detrimental that actually was to us and our mindset and our health all the way around. And I think that when I went into transitioning into this, health was a big factor to me of, okay, what, what do I want for, for myself instead of just driving, driving, driving constantly? Uh, what, what is really, really important to me? Obviously, need to pay bills, right? That, that's that's not going to ever go away. And we need to acknowledge that, but we can do that in different ways. I think we get stuck feeling like, okay, well, I did this and my whole career was this. And so I, well, what else, what else would I do? Like, how do I, you know, and, I, and we really need to, I think our younger generations do that really dang well now, yeah. you know, where it's, they're, they're in and out of career, you know, jobs for their career three to five years whereas we were like oh we can't leave what how would what would we do um and so I think that we need to take a note from them um one of the things that I love about talking to younger (laughs) generation than me is just getting their the pulse and the beat on what they're doing and that it really does energize me to to shift and think of it differently but really allowing yourself to do that. And that it's okay to do that. Cause we weren't, we never were allowed. We never, nobody gave us permission. We didn't give ourselves permission to do that. And I think it, it's detrimental to our health in the long run. I absolutely agree. And so many women that I work with, you know, for those listening who wonder how old I am, I'm 36. So I'm, <laughs> I'm not quite totally generationally different from you. I don't think, but, um, a lot of the women I work with are, are more in that that range. And so many of them just recognize like they're not passionate about what they've been doing with their career, or, you know, with their, sometimes with their marriage, like their, their relationships are, are suffering or like they're not fulfilled. And it's, it's a scary place to be. I, I admit that. And I actually hit that in like my early thirties, which I always say I've had a lot of life experience in a short amount of time, but um, you know, being willing to just, stand in and, and kind of like what you did and you had the opportunity to just sit in like what do I really love and what do I want to create for my life and I've been doing this as well and you know it can be 
scary as heck. Like, I, I don't think mm-hmm. I shared with you, but I had the realization I bought a 6,000 square foot building and had a staff of 12 and remodeled the whole thing. And I walked upstairs to my office one day and was just like, this is not the dream and had this like yeah. <laughs> moment. Yeah. And like, what do I do with that? And I didn't exit that gracefully, but you know, it's a willingness to have the courage to go ahead and change. You don't have to stay stuck. You don't have to, you know, be unfulfilled in life. You don't have to do those things. And either the people who are a part of your circle are going to come along with you or mm-hmm. they're not like sometimes we outgrow where we're at and that's, mm-hmm. that's okay. Yeah. So. I, um, I, I train on that a little bit with what I call your personal board of directors, and that could be your, your personal side or your business side. And you hit that perfectly. Some of those people are going to go with you. Some of them are going to be off your board. Uh, some new people are going to have a seat and inspire the heck out of you. Uh, it really, but it's, it's not easy, right? It's not easy to, to sit in that mess, but the more we can be curious about it, I think the more exciting it gets. We forget to be curious yeah. a lot. Um, and if we can enter that in and there's one thing, you know, we could be curious about a day, whether that's a news article or a podcast or a, you know, something that you can bring into your to your site. I think that op- starts opening those doors to, to really letting you figure out what your next step is. Yeah, it does. And there's, there's two really things, cool things about curiosity. And I've been talking a lot more about it recently, but you know, when we can step outside ourselves and just observe with like an open curiosity of like, and you know, I have clients do this with their health, with their food cravings, with their, you know, relationships with why they have no motivation, like I'll just observe Mm -hmm. it. But when you bring that curiosity, number one, the stress response actually kind of goes away because it's more like, I'm just observing this. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. And then it also opens the space for creativity to start to flow. And that's where, you know, you get connected or have new ideas or suddenly something starts to click and it's like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Yeah. And bringing that right back into how to meet people, that curiosity helps all that as well. Helps the yeah. stress level go down, helps the nerves with walking into a room, just being curious of, you know, what do I want to learn about this person? I always say when we um, did networking events fully, we're slowly getting back there. But, um, you know, I'd always ask the groups, what do you, do you love networking? What do you love about it? And there was not one person ever that said, I love networking. <laughs> I love going. Um, and I think the reason why is because we put, just put too much weight on ourselves of um, just kind of going back to that old business model of, okay, I need to get how many business cards and I need to connect with, and you're thinking of your end game instead of the now game. And I think if we can really just be in that moment of, all right, I'm just going to be curious and I'm going to learn one thing about someone that I didn't know tonight. And that's a really fun way to put it into perspective. So the curiosity kind of goes around a lot of different angles within, within life to, like you just said, bring down that stress level a little bit, but also it's kind of exciting once you start doing that. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll just, this just popped in my head. I am not a naturally um, extroverted person at all. And when I was a kid, I was like terrified of talking to people. So I had to go through all this kind of personal growth <laughs> to get to the point where I could stand up in front of a room and speak and, you know, like all this stuff. And it used to be, I would speak my mind writing, but I wouldn't do it face to face. And so when I started a podcast, 
you know, getting guests on the show was like this hugely stressful, like, I don't know what to mm. say. And what if they say no? And like all this, yeah. I had all these stories and just blah, 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 blah running. And since I found, you know, you and I connected on Podmatch and just for anyone listening, I know some of our listeners are curious about this whole podcast world, but um, so this platform that made it really easy to, to meet people. Right. And then I've just discovered, like I've met at this point, probably, you know, upwards of 80, just really awesome, inspiring people. And I go into each show, not really with a plan, but just with the conversation (laughs) flow. Yeah. With your curiosity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And same thing, you know, we're, we're networking online still, but it's, it's, um, it's a lot of fun. And I found, I really love it. And it's like one of those things that lights me up. So I just thought I'd share that for all of our listeners who are like, I'm not sure about this. It's very, (laughs) very possible ladies. Um, Well, and this conversation has been like tons of fun and wasn't at all what I was expecting. So it's it's been great. It wasn't, we'll we'll put it that way. Um, But just kind of in wrapping up two things, like where can people connect with you? sounds like probably LinkedIn is, is your jam. Um, yep, LinkedIn is my jam or my my website, salesandpresence.com. Okay, and I'll put links to those and both those in the show notes. And then any parting thoughts, words of wisdom? I mean, we've covered like a whole gamut of things in this conversation, but. Yeah. Oh my gosh. No idea. How about let's, <laughs> we'll do a challenge. I'll leave you with a challenge. So I, I, like I would it. say the, cha- like the challenge would be for, since we're still kind of, well, let's say for the end of the, the rest of the year. So the challenge would be for the next three months or so to um, find your little jar and start putting a place in that you want to go once a month, whether that's with someone or on your own, a new coffee shop, a new restaurant, and set it in your calendar and pick out the spot and then do that three times by the end of the year. That's I love it. And I'm going to do it for myself. I haven't, I didn't even pull the jar out yet. So I'm going to do that as soon as we get off. Okay, perfect. And I'm going to go find one. And even if you are a listener who lives in like Fairbanks, Alaska, like I do, where it's a super small town and you feel like you've been everywhere, I promise you haven't. So (laughs) I can think of like three places already that I'm like, I haven't been there and I'd like to check it out. So awesome. Well, Amy, thank you so much for joining us and just bringing kind of a, a new level of conversation to the show that we haven't really dived into a whole lot. I really enjoyed it. Uh, You are so welcome. I'm glad I can be here. Thank you for tuning in to Emerge, the health podcast for busy, high-performing women, where we provide you with the tools, information, and inspiration you need to transform from overwhelmed, overworked, and overweight to vibrant, energetic, and on fire. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to iTunes to subscribe and also leave us a review. Also, I don't want to be working with you on your health only once or twice a week. I want to be in this conversation and in the trenches with you every single day. I invite you to join me in the Emergent Women Community Group on Facebook for the chance to interact with me live once a week and even more information, inspiration, and motivation to transform your health and become the vibrant, energetic, and on-fire version of yourself we all know is under there. Until next time, remember to keep putting yourself first so that you can better serve the ones you love and the things you are passionate about. Mm-hmm.